So when was the last time that you stood in awe of something or someone? I mean serious awe. When was the last time that you were so truly and utterly amazed by someone or something that you were left speechless or maybe got goosebumps? I'd be willing to bet that it hasn't happened recently. Being stuck at home doesn't usually offer many moments of awe. But I would even make that bet if we weren't being encouraged to stay safe at home. Because the sad truth about our lives, about adult life anyway, is that most of us allow it to become rather routine and predictable. We don't experience much amazement day to day, honestly. I can't even remember the last time that I felt truly amazed or in awe. I suppose the birth of our children comes to mind. Certainly those were moments of awe, but it has been more than a few years ago now. I've been fortunate to do some pretty cool traveling since then. So there are a few moments there, standing at the rim of the Grand Canyon is awe-inspiring for sure. The Lincoln Memorial is quite amazing. And there was one sunset in a particular valley in Yellowstone that I can remember that just took my breath away. The sky just seemed bigger and bolder and more magical in that place for some reason. Hmm. My wife and kids amaze me regularly with love, kindness, humor, generosity, and resilience. But do they put me in awe? Not often, to be honest. I mean, let's be clear, that says more about me and my awareness than it says anything about them, right? But you know how it goes. We get used to one another. We take each other for granted. Even our children or partner, whoever is closest to us, maybe especially them, we take for granted. We shouldn't, but we do. Because people are quite amazing when we stop and think about it. And when we allow space and room for them to be themselves and to surprise us. When we don't assume to know their story, but just simply receive them. When we do that, even people we know might put us in awe. Think of this time we live in right now. Think of the stories of people risking their lives every day for others right now. Doctors and nurses, hospital personnel everywhere are gearing up and going to work, knowing that they are on the front lines of a novel virus, a new virus attacking the human species. That's not something that happens every day. But they carry on with professionalism, with care, and with compassion. That is commitment. That is bravery. And that is amazing. And we know that it's not just them, because the front lines of a pandemic aren't confined to hospitals. The front line of a pandemic is anywhere people need to gather or pass through. So even the grocery store, the fast food restaurant, the hardware store, these places too are the front line. And people go there and work and risk their lives and their health and the health of their families to do so. Now, of course, it is their job, and maybe they need that job to pay the bills. Maybe they really don't want to be working right now. But that doesn't explain the kind look in their eyes as they wish you well, the note of compassion and community in their voice as they tell you to stay safe. Because they are committed individuals too, committed to their jobs, committed to themselves and their families and their co-workers. And whatever their story is, the fact that they are there, even with doubts and fears and all the mixed emotions that make us human, the fact that they are there carrying on is amazing. 
So this is the fourth Sunday of Easter, and we've been talking about some of the stories that the earliest Christian church wrote down. One of these stories from the book of Acts tells us about a sense of awe that came over the people. Now just for a little context, these stories, they tell us of the days before this group, the early church, would have even been known as Christians when they were merely a growing group of Jewish people who were gathering together regularly because they had been touched by the stories and message of Jesus. So they were just figuring it all out at this time. And the thing is, they weren't just gathering. We are told that this early group of Jesus freaks sold all that they had and shared the proceeds amongst the group equally. It sounds like something of a commune to our modern ears, something almost cult-like. But the picture being painted is that it was just their natural response to share and care for one another, and that each day more and more folks were joining them in this radical, open, and sharing way of life. One translation reads like this. They, this group of new followers, were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all, as anyone might have need. And I wonder, how could they do that? How could they just give themselves over to such a way of life? Of course, we might like to imagine it was simply a different sort of time than ours. Or we might like to imagine that they were simply different types of people, more open and honest and trusting and trustworthy. But don't forget that this part of the story about this nascent movement begins with a grisly crucifixion and the first 12 disciples hiding away for a couple of weeks in an upper room out of fear of their fellow countrymen. So no, the times they lived in, though certainly different in significant practical ways, were not fundamentally different than our own. Human nature was not fundamentally different. But something had changed for these first followers of the way of Jesus. So what was it? What was so different that it actually changed their lives and relationships to things and people? Maybe it has something to do with that line about awe. It says, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. Other translations read simply, and awe came upon everyone. Now, it's easy to read that next line about the signs and wonders and write off the awe as just standard old amazement because of biblical-type miracles being done by those very different people thousands of years ago. But I think we miss the point entirely if we let ourselves off the hook in that way. Because what comes first, the awe or the wonders? Seriously, is it because life is amazing that we are awestruck? Or is it that because we are open to awe that we realize how amazing life is? Have you ever spent time with a four-year-old? There's just something about kids, right? I mean, they see the world with awe and wonder. And the truth is that we simply don't remember what that was like. We aren't amazed by the everyday things anymore. But a four-year-old? Oh boy, they are. They are in awe of everything. Did you see that tree? It was huge. Whoa, is that a cow? Look at this bug I caught. 
Everything is amazing. Big machinery, tiny bugs, the city, the country, it's all astounding. And if you're lucky to hang out with a kid, even if just for a few moments, if you, it can rub off on you just a little bit, that sense of wonder. It is at least a little bit contagious. Because seeing the awe in the eyes of a child can open our eyes too. We want to join them in it. We want to see through those eyes again. We want to be surprised again, to find wonder again. And we can if we allow it. If we stand with the four-year-old, feel their heart beating faster, feel the energy in their little bodies, and just take in what they are seeing, if we just allow the world to be the amazing place it is and allow it to touch us, because life is amazing. That cow is amazing. And people are amazing, too. So what comes first, the awe or the wonders? I think they both come first. They feed each other awe and wonder, each opening us up to each. And we need both of them right now. We need to be surprised right now. And I don't just mean we need it spiritually or personally for our own emotional well-being. I mean our world is in a tough spot and we've got to figure some things out together, socially, politically. So what would it look like? What would it mean if we could stand in awe of one another? What would it mean if we could open ourselves up and allow the space necessary for others to surprise us? It's kind of a movement of faith, isn't it? Could we have such faith in one another right now? Could we allow ourselves to be amazed by one another and then to live into that space? What if awe would come upon us now? Might we work together for the common good? Might we better handle this pandemic? Might we begin to perform the absolutely amazing and incredibly ordinary miracles and wonders of simply caring for each other well in this time and hopefully beyond this time of pandemic? Because our world needs it. Our world needs new ways of seeing and new ways of caring for each other and the planet. And when we are opened up to seeing each other, actually seeing those around us and letting ourselves stand in awe of them, we might begin to step forward into those new imaginative ways of living together once again, new ways of being in community, new ways of supporting one another, new ways of sharing resources, of getting energy, providing food, healthcare. And I'm not talking about a commune. I'm not talking about a cult. I'm not talking about socialism. I'm talking about awe. I'm talking about standing in awe and seeing the miracle of life that is all around us. I'm talking about the life that Jesus spoke of and that his followers attempted to live into thousands of years ago. Jesus spoke of having life and having it abundantly. And his resurrection message? It was go. Live into this new way. What would it look like today? What would it look like now? And how do we get started? Maybe it just starts with that simple act of faith. Faith that is willing to open up and truly stand in awe of one another. And then remain open. Remain open enough, faithful enough, bold enough to simply honor what we see and those around us and the awe we feel and just see where it goes from there and maybe even perform some wonders of caring and community together. And awe came upon everyone. Everyone kept
kept feeling a sense of awe. Wow. Imagine. Imagine that. And let it be so for us in this time also.